Welcome to Disney Minus, where we are, for some reason, watching every Disney movie ever made. I'm Kat, and y'all, if this is a podcast, shame me to the wall. I'm Nero, and you know, sometimes you just want to make uh, a late 80s jam album and put it over some animated dogs. You know what? That's all right. Can't can't hold anyone against that. Uh, I'm Steven, and I love a story with food in it. (laughs) Watched Oliver and Company. Yeah. 1988's Oliver and Company. Actually, the last movie of the pre-Disney Renaissance era. Yeah. Okay. This is a weird one. Um, so this is a sort of transitional period in Disney history, right? Because this, the production of this movie started up after uh, The Black Cauldron, which right. is, of course... flopped. Disney's biggest failure to date um, nearly tanked the company. <laughs> they had to bring in uh, some some fresh blood, so they brought in two guys who I'm sure anyone who has listened to any like deep dive stuff on the Disney Renaissance knows these two guys: Michael Eisner and Jeffrey Katzenberg. Those are uh, names. Were brought Those in are familiar to run names. The studio, which one of the co-directors um, spent more time feuding with than actually directing the movie? <laughs> to be fair. Jeffrey Katzenberg was kind of a dick. I'm not thinking. Um, so, and this definitely smells of, of of a Katzenberg production because here's the thing about Jeffrey Katzenberg: he likes making movies with big, star-studded casts. He's got a reputation of, of being a bit of a star fucker here. Um, and he also likes a harsh very modern, um, very modern takes on old stuff. So this movie is basically like the ultimate Katzenberg movie, right? And as a result, it didn't really feel much like a Disney movie at all. Yeah, to me. kind of. It has a very weird vibe about it. I mean, we've got the singing and talking animals, and that's about as far as it goes, Disney wise. Yeah, Anything the character else, I designs, would totally think this would be like a Don Bluth movie. That's what I was absolutely thinking of Don Bluth when I was watching this. I don't remember if he was still working at Disney or not at this point. I think he might have left already. I think so, yeah, I want to say he was he already gone. He actually went up against All Dogs Go to Heaven and Land Before Time. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, so he was already gone. Um, it pretty decently for going up against Land Before Time. Yeah. I think it was an open so, fourth against it, I think. Yeah. So this movie was greenlit as a part of the, um, you know, Katzenberg and Eisner basically had everybody pitch them uh, movies. Just like, just give us ideas, we'll make them. We need to, <laughs> we need to get uh, get a running start out of this Black Cauldron shit. Right. Yeah. Um, we need to make people forget that we ever did Black Cauldron. So, uh, you know. Oh, also, this movie has one of Disney's earliest uses of CGI in this movie, actually. Yeah, and it doesn't look good. No, it doesn't, but bless their heart, they <laughs> tried. Yeah, uh, there is, of course, the CG-assisted stuff in um, Great Mouse Detective, the 7 o'clock tower. But this is, like, straight-up, blocky-ass CGI cars. It's mostly the cars in this movie. I mean, movie. to be fair, it was either that or try to hand-animate New York City traffic, so you can't really blame them <laughs> for using CGI. No, I'm not, I'm not begrudging them. Cars are very, very hard to animate. Um, They're hard to draw, period. I still can't. <laughs> but, yeah. So, you know, we got, like... The, 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 this period was basically just everyone yelling out pitches. Uh, this is also how... Uh, you know, Ron Clements pitched his his dream project of Treasure Island in space. I'm sure. I'm sure that will never be a movie. Nah, um, never. Pete Young suggested Oliver Twist with dogs. Very loosely, and, Oliver Twist with dogs. Yeah, extremely loosely, Oliver Twist. Basically, just taking some names. See, I was gonna say because I've never read Oliver Twist, so I just assume it's exactly the same, but with people. And I think in England. I mean, like, there's barely. Fagan and Oliver, and that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> and Dodger, the artful Dodger. Well, that's true. But like, I don't think Dickens ever picked Billy Joel doing Dodger, but okay. 
What if he did, though? Ooh, hey, yeah, what if he he did, though? He just had one vision of the future, and it was that. Um, But yeah, this is is kind of a a weird transitionary thing, like I said, because the next movie after this, 1989, I believe, is... uh, Little Mermaid. Is it Little Mermaid? Yep, the start of the Disney Renaissance. And, of course, like I said... Uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg loves him some big Hollywood stars, so he packed this movie to the gills with them. <laughs> um, we got, of course, you know, everyone knows about this movie. Billy Joel plays Dodger. Yeah, in um, uh, speech and in singing. Yep. Yes. We got Robert Loja as the villain, Bill Sykes. Robert yeah. Loja, a, yep. a very well-regarded actor. Dom DeLuise is Fagan, a man, one of the one of the men who is like, wow, you have a cartoon voice. <laughs> yeah. That's just what you sound like, huh? Let's see here. Um, um, Cheech Marin, Tito. For Rita, she's actually got, Rita the dog actually has two big, or fairly big name. Uh, her speaking voice was the original Dina Jones from the Broadway run of Dreamgirls. Shirley Ralph. And that, yep, Shirley Ralph. And then her singing voice, of course, is Ruth Pointer from the Pointer Sisters. Yes. Um, we've got Bette Midler as uh, the poodle, Georgette. Speaking and singing. Yes. Uh, we have Joey Lawrence, who I want to take a minute on. Uh, he voices Oliver. He also, I was looking at other stuff he had done because his face looks familiar. He also, it turns out, is in an Onward knockoff movie called Homeward that came out in 2020. Huh. One that had Sheldon Cooper playing the alien? Or am I thinking... Uh, no, that's, that's home. home. Right, right. Yeah. No. Also, isn't, doesn't it have Rihanna in it? Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, oh, it does. Yeah. She plays a little girl, I think. Yeah, Joey Lawrence was in a Goofy movie. Really? He pl- Does anybody remember who Chad was? Because that's who he voices. No. I, yeah, don't I don't remember, remember Chad, Chad is. I know. I'm, I'm looking it up right now because I'm like, what the fuck? I, I thought he was the big guy from an extremely goofy movie, but that's Tank. That's Brad Garrett. Yeah. Also, that. Tank is a Chad, but he is not Chad. Okay, ah. so Chad was apparently the dude that. Okay, so you remember the one, the blonde chick in Goofy movie that like hits on Max after his whole stunt at the auditorium? Yeah. Chad yeah. is the dude in the white t shirt and the vest that's like flirting with her. Uh, okay. okay. Very small. Part. Yeah, I'll, was, I'll put a picture. Was I'll put a picture in the chat. In Dancing with the Stars, very important part of his filmography. <laughs> I mean, hey, TV is TV. He got third place. I mean, apparently. All right, here he's we go. In, I put it in the Mouseketeer chat. He's in uh, that show, Melissa and Joey, with Melissa Joan Hart. I never saw it actually. Now that I think of it. Sorry, I'm looking. I'm looking through some of his roles. He apparently played. Uh, he was in the Emperor's New School, and he played a character named Dirk Brock. Oh God, that's a Dirk name. Brock. <laughs> Dirk Brock. That's that's pretty name. good name. So yeah, that's that's Joey Lawrence. He's our adorable little Oliver cat here. Um, and the rest of it is just sort of filled out with some uh, some character actors. Here. I know Richard got... Mulligan was, I want to say he's like a more stage kind of actor, but he does Einstein the Great Dane. Yeah. yeah I think Ro- him and Roscoe Lee Brown are both sort of theater guys. Yeah. Re- uh, Roscoe Lee Brown plays the bulldog Francis, <laughs> not Frankie. Not Frank. Not Frankie. <laughs> Frankie. Uh. Tarian Black and Carl Weintraub play Roscoe and DeSoto, the evil Dobermans. Sorry, I just choked my water. And no, one thing the, really the... fucked up, because you mentioned those two and it reminded me, this movie was originally apparently going to open with Roscoe and DeSoto killing Oliver's parents in front of him. Yeah, I saw Good that. Lord. And the movie was going to be about him seeking revenge. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That that is also not what Oliver Twist is about. Ooh. I don't know where that one came from. I mean, I, I have no idea. Older about killing the parents, but that just seems a little extreme. That's that's not even Disney anymore. That's Batman. That is Batman. Well, I mean, before that, the only time that we actually see any parents get killed in front of somebody was hasn't even happened yet. It wasn't until The Lion King. I don't think. Right. That was only one of them. And technically, he didn't. 
see it, Adam. He just saw the corpse. Well, I mean, he <laughs> kind of right. It was obscure. This one would have been think about two Dobermans versus two cats. That's not two an even cats. match. Man. I still hug a cat now. Brutal, absolutely brutal. Um, yeah, I mean, this movie already has some dark shit. We'll get to at the very end here. <laughs> I was like, God well, damn! There's plenty of dark shit that did make it into the movie. Yeah, like that. This is also something uh, Jeffrey Kansberg likes to do. He likes, you know, dark, more cynical movies. And I will say, I'll say this: this is probably this is the most cynical Disney movie. Just I, I can feel the yeah. like. The, the 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 whiteboard notes of Billy Joel big hit song uh, on this movie because the movie part is sort of thin and like all of it is carried on the weight of these celebrity actors pretty much yeah and pretty much um, like you know you have Billy Joel singing you have Bette Midler singing because they're like they're the kind of actors where you can't have them in a movie and not have them sing yeah if you guys hear any so, thuds, by the way, I'm apologizing in advance. Yeah. I'm trying to break so, in. So, we should get started talking about this movie. So, we start off with a Huey Lewis song. Um, <laughs> he's not theme. in the movie. Yeah, he's not in the movie, but he does have the opening theme. Uh, what is it called? Uh, Once Upon a Time in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. It's not. It's not the best Huey Lewis song. It's all right though um, when i saw this movie i had recently adopted my two cats one of which they tried to call me out of so then i saw this scene of like nobody's adopting <laughs> little orange kitty and i had an orange kitty <laughs> but i had to hug him and he did not understand or appreciate it at all he was like no what's happening it's like what the fuck tiny human get off me um, i was like three the yeah so we see a box of kittens five bucks for a kitten everyone's picking up a kitten and walking away and, and leaving this poor little, little red tabby alone man you um, can't escape that nobody wants the red-headed one <laughs> anti-ginger sentiment here in oliver and company <laughs> um and the song is basically singing directly to him which is weird yeah it's like who who are you <laughs> are you just huey lewis are you the narrator? What's is, going on? Yeah, is Huey Lewis God in this world? Is that what's happening? I think he might be. I'm, I'm um, right now. That's canon. Regardless, Oliver has a very bad time. Um, <laughs> he gets washed out of the box by a rainstorm. Hides under a fucking, like, what is it, a taxi or a bulldozer? What is it? I, it a I don't know, something. Something big and yellow. Dump truck. Yeah, dump truck. Um, although, yeah, what's really funny is, yeah, we were talking about some of the dark stuff in this movie. Uh, there's a lot of it in this opening here where he is being chased by a bunch of feral dogs through this alley. Yeah, oh my god. All of the, all of this is set under, like, just some easy listening late 80s tunes from our friend Huey Lewis. I don't know if this is really the vibe. I don't know if this is the vibe, Huey. Um, the room, dude. (laughs) <laughs> it's extremely <laughs> funny. So uh, they, yeah, we uh, he he hides under this this dump truck or taxi or something. Um, and I will say, so the first thing of this movie that stood out to me is the style and the character designs. Right, they are they are pretty distinctly non Disney. There are a yeah. lot of ugly motherfuckers in this movie, which I am in support of. Uh, like this hot dog salesman. I was guy about who, to say, the way, yeah, the hot dog guy. By the way, he's voiced by Frank Welker, apparently. Yeah. Uh, old Louie. Hmm. So, and, and, and Fagan also has a very wild design. Sykes has a weird design. Like, the most Disney-esque designs are, are probably the, the animals. But even then, there's some there's some great character animation on... Um, Georgette, in particular, has yeah. great animation. Yeah, I feel like they managed to channel the actors, in, or the voice actors, into their character design. Oh, for sure. So we, um, yeah, we cut here, uh, all of our hungry, but he, you know, he wants a hot dog, but this mean motherfucker, old Louie, uh, tells him <laughs> to, to tell him to fuck off. Thankfully, old Billy Joel is here, uh, to, to swipe these hot dogs. He's, he's <laughs> playing the artful Dodger here. And of course, just like in the books, he's a terrible influence on old Oliver. There's for tourists. This is about the, this is kind of the only dynamic from the book that will be carried over into the movie between these two 
Once again, very light adaptation. Yeah. Adaptation in name only. Yeah. So they do the old uh so the do- Dodgers are like, hey man, you want some you want some uh want some fucking hot dogs? Listen, I got a trick, just follow my lead. And he proceeds to pretend to chase Oliver around, who uh jumps on Louie and you know, scrambles around under his shirt while Dodger swipes the dogs. Um, and you know, he, Oliver comes out and says, wow, he, uh, yeah, you were just kidding, right? That was a joke, right? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. And right? Dodger's like, well, we make a great team. Uh, too bad that was our only team work. I gotta go. Bye-bye. Yeah, he straight up says, this dynamic duo is now a dynamic Uno or some shit. Like, okay. Yeah. So Oliver gets pissed and goes after him. And this is, of course... Uh, where the best song in the movie starts playing, the uh, the Billy Joel song "Why yeah. Should I Worry." Why should I worry? <laughs> it's a, it, it it I must say it is a bop. Yeah, it's pretty um, good. This movie has some bops. It's got a lot of fun animation as Oliver is chasing Dodger through the streets, and Dodger is just sort of effortlessly uh, <laughs> kind of navigating New York while while Oliver flails around and you know falls into restaurant awnings and whatnot. So Nero, just to clarify, <laughs> yeah. are you saying you could say that he's artfully dodging? Exactly. <laughs> Damn it. God. <laughs> Why should I worry? <laughs> Our streets have warfare. Like, it's just really good. It, it's probably my second favorite song. The other one is still the uh, Streets of Gold is probably my favorite. Which we will get to eventually. So, yeah. Alright, let's see here. Um... Yeah, so Oliver kind of chases Dodger down. He, he, uh, the the song ends with him leading some kind of dog insurrection. Sort yeah, of. I'm not. I don't really know what happens there. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what becomes of that. It's fine. It's I just it, it just turns into a music of Lady video. And the Tramp, like you know, where Peg has the entire pound suddenly singing in sync, like Oliver has yeah. something similar with these people. Like I don't know, kindred spirit ish. Yeah, that's my well, story. Well, speaking of, we do. We do see, I think, Jock, Peg, and uh, Pongo during this whole sequence. Yeah, some dog cameos. Hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so yeah, th- th- we so we cut to this like derelict boat floating in the harbor here, um, and we zoom in and we see, and we see uh, some of Fagin's gang in this movie. Which, all right, I got I got to talk to you for a minute, Fagin. Okay. <laughs> Listen. I know you're 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 hard up. You're in debt to this like brutal loan shark. I personally think that you could have a more lucrative hustle than a street gang of dogs who mostly steal garbage because they're dogs. I mean, Blasphemy. yeah. I just think perhaps you could be out of your problems a little easier if you did. Like literally almost crimes. He needs to get him a minor bird, like what's been going on on Reddit that apparently is trained to like steal tips off of tables and bring the oh. cat <laughs> to its owner. That's what he needs. He needs just a couple of minor birds. There we go. But Fagan isn't here yet. Instead, we're meeting all of his gang. Uh, Francis, the dignified Shakespearean bulldog. Not Frank. Yes. Not Frankie. Francis. Not Frankie Einstein, who is uh, the 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 big dumb greyhound. That's a great Ooh. Dane, please. Oh, excuse me, great that Dane. That is a Dane. That is not a greyhound. That's true. He's got meat on his bones. Um, <laughs> we got I mean, Tito. Greyhounds have like the no meat on their bones. Danes are big, stupid, and lovey. Yeah, uh, Tito. <laughs> he has a longer name, but I didn't write it down. Um, I just it, call him Tito. He's he's Cheech Marin. Yeah, uh, yeah, he just yeah, he's just Steve Marin. He's got a headband for some reason, which hmm. and Rita, who is sort of the adult of the group, I guess. Yeah, um, she basically is. She's like the one sane person of the group, or sane dog. Yeah, hey. sane dog. Uh, or Dodger's also pretty sane, but he's kind of a Ooh. mischief maker. Speaking of which, Dodger rolls up to interrupt a uh, an argument. Apparently, you know they don't. They didn't pull in anything good for Fagan, so they're probably not going to be able to eat. But Dodger rolls in, he's got these hot dogs. And he says, oh, well, you know, I had to 
I had to go toe to toe with this cat, you know, burning oh eyes God. and razor sharp fangs and and <laughs> claws. It was a it was a bad time, man. But I, I got these for you. And then Oliver falls out of the ceiling, and everyone roasts Dodger for a while, which is nice. There's yeah, a mention. Was- he somehow pulls out a pair of sunglasses just so he can play cool. Uh, I believe he stole them during the song. Yes. Um, he stole he some sunglasses. Somehow shenaniganed Oliver into knocking over like a stand of sunglasses and he like caught a pair on his face. Yeah. Makes sense more than anything else in the movie. Eh. So there's a brief mention here about like a sort of cat versus dog gang war. That's never brought up again. Yeah, that would have been a cool movie. You could have, you could have made Oliver and Company two like West Side Story. No, <laughs> Gangs of New York, but uh, oh, but it's cats and dogs. Well, that movie didn't exist yet. Um, it would be the same length though, which is about three hours. God. <laughs> So yeah, that not, that's never really brought up after this scene. Uh, that's just sort of I, I assume that was in some other script where where Dodger would have been torn apart by a by a horde of like <laughs> berserker cats or or something like that. Whatever Katzenberg wanted to do. Um, so yeah, this is where you know everyone meets Oliver. They they like him. They like him a lot. They roast Dodger for lion. Um, and this is where Fagin comes in. And like I said, Fagin has a very has a very very cartoony character design, very unlike a, a lot of Disney stuff. Um, I guess, like of this era, I guess, because like they were coming off of the Black Cauldron, which yeah. is a very very sort of self serious fantasy movie. Um, not a lot of there is there is one goofy character. He's the Terrible, Ooh. awful, horrible. Oh mascot. yeah, there. Yeah, there sure is, isn't there? Gurgi, I believe his name yeah. is. Yeah, it's Gurgi Bing from the Black Cauldron. Yep. Um, and you know, he's, he's, this, into a Muppet. this is where we learn. Uh, you know, he's he's in debt to some dude named Sykes. Yeah. Uh, and, and he needs he needs a lot of money, or else some, you know Sykes is gonna get his ass. Um, so he's he's talking to these dogs. Once again, he like these dogs are basically his his, his street gang family. I don't really remember <laughs> the relationship Fagin had with the gang of little street urchins in uh, Oliver Twist. I don't think he was related don't think to was, any of them. I think he was just kind of like a mentor. Yeah, I also don't know if it was this friendly. Um, so, yeah, they. Um, I believe that this is is this where he gets uh, called up to the docks. After a brief introduction to so, everyone, you know, he meets Oliver. Yeah, he he basically yeah. has time to worry about Sykes showing up, and then, boop, guess what? Yeah, so Roscoe and DeSoto are in the, the boat while Fagin goes up to talk to Sykes. These two are big, mean, evil Doberman pincers who just basically walk around and and, uh, and say they're going to kill everybody. And also yeah. hitting on Rita. Yeah, yes. that does happen. Uh, DeSoto um, is the thirsty one. Yeah, DeSoto seems to be the crazier one. So this I is where we meet. Funny how, like Sykes. every Doberman pincher and Rottweiler that I've met in real life have been like the biggest goofballs, and then I see this movie and I'm like, nah. Mm. They're always cast as the as the villains. Yeah. So this is where we meet Sykes. He's in this big evil black car, big evil black CGI car, big evil <laughs> cigar, big evil. It it puts out like. Putrid yellow smoke. What yeah, the hell I was gonna is in that say fucking cigar. <laughs> evil. It's just straight up evil. Like, like I've been around people that smoke cigars. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're not supposed to smoke that much. No. I'd be. I love uh, just cigar that he was smoking. I love Sykes's design though. He's just this big motherfucker. Yeah, everything is really good. Screams bad guy. Yeah, he looks a little bit like Robert Loja. Um. <laughs> And he's just like a he's just like a, a shitty fucking loan shark who who just you know he also he operates three out of days. a boat. Now to think of it, yeah. His design though is the kind where even like they could totally cast him as like the loving, warm grandpa type, but the minute you saw him on screen, you'd be like, that dude's bad dude. Nope, grandpa's in the mafia. <laughs> ah, yeah, Moth- Oh Sykes man, coming some... this summer, mafia grandpa. 
Oh God. Disney oh, Plus, Mafia Grandpa. Shut up, you two. They're gonna hear you. <laughs> They've already made way dumber shit without us, without our That's input. They, they made that fucking. Up. They don't need the help. <laughs> the fucking Turner and Hooch reboot. Well, oh no, see, yeah. The thing is, Mafia <laughs> Grandpa is an original IP, so they aren't interested in doing it. Yeah, right. The what reboot? The Turner and Hooch reboot. Yeah. starring Josh Peck. Yeah, that's right. It does. It's got Josh from Drake and Josh in it. Uh, instead of just being a movie, it's like an ongoing series. I think. Yeah. Why? Well, they're doing a thing where they're they're like they're just reusing old IP now. Like they're making that new Home Alone movie. Yeah. Well, people, I I don't care what the fuck that which, poll says. We are not watching that. No, we. If anything, we'd probably watch the actual real home alone there's not... only one home alone the sequels do not count oh they do count we gotta watch home alone too i'll um... watch home alone too only for the pigeon lady but i'm gonna have to just rage shut it off when trump comes on man the pigeon lady's so, good though i like her but like that movie just appears to be a kind of shot for shot remake of home alone which i don't know why you would ever but... make Except British for some reason now. I don't Yeah, except it's know. British. No, no. I saw one thing online where it was like the only acceptable Home Alone sequel or remake that would be appropriate would be if they did the first movie, but they brought back Macaulay Culkin as an adult, like fully acknowledges that he's an adult and just goes through the same thing as the original movie. Ah, I totally he, that. Isn't it already like a commercial? He actually, I think, did something like that on his own at one point as like a little short. Right. But yeah, like they they don't really want to make anything new. They just want to reuse old shit. Like there's also that new fucking Doogie Howser. Yeah, what is TV show? I don't even. Is that supposed to have any connection to the original? Because it looks like her name. No, is still it's Doogie. just a. It no, it's just a new character? show. They just want to infinitely reuse IP forever. Yeah, pretty much. So they never have to make anything actually new. <laughs> So don't worry, they will never make Mafia Grandpa, even though they definitely should. No, 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 no. The big <laughs> theatrical releases will be all the live-action remakes of their classic animated ones. Mafia uh. Grandpa will be a Disney Plus-only release. Well, all of these other things I'm saying are also Disney Plus-only. Yeah. Like that new Home Alone, that's a Disney Plus-only. I'm, I'm just saying that at this point, we shouldn't fully rule out Mafia Grandpa. I would it's love it if Mafia Grandpa happened. Now. Even if it's not Disney, it'll be like a Lifetime holiday or a Hallmark holiday movie. <laughs> so back to Oliver and company, I guess. Yeah, so, I so guess. Sykes, like, you know, he's just he's just puffing on this big evil cigar. He's like fucking crushing Fagin's head in the window of his car. Yeah. And just like, hey, you got three fucking days to pay me back, asshole. He's like that entire conversation. He's like this close to just. Shoving Fagin off the pier. So he, uh, yeah, he gets three days, drives off, calls Doberman's back. Um, Fagin <laughs> seems to struggle with the concept of time. Awesome sass from Rita, by the way. The run along, your yes. master's calling. Yeah, yep. that was a good one. Which, yeah, we did get a good burn from Francis earlier too, when whichever one it was was hitting on her. Uh, DeSoto, I think, is the one that's more relentless. I think they both do, but DeSoto's the one that's, like, actually simping for it. Uh, probably. I don't know, but Francis's, <laughs> Francis's insult was pretty good there. Uh, what was it? Isn't it dangerous to use your entire vocabulary in a single sentence or yeah. something? <laughs> I love it. So, everyone, you know, everyone's in kind of in a bad, having a bad time. They're like, oh, we got, only got three days to pay Sykes back or else, you know, he's going to put Fagin in a fucking, like, coffin and throw him we in the ocean. Um, so, to, to kind of lighten the mood into, you know, so he cuddles everyone, including Oliver. Um, he, uh, he reads them a, a bedtime story, which I got, I got a few questions about this one. So... This is like a picture book with big text. <laughs> and it also somehow has chapters. M multiple chapters, yeah. I think he says they're on chapter it's 7 or 8. Novel. No. It could be. There's there's like a sentence per page from what we see. It could be a young, 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 not quite adult novel. Yeah, I feel like... <laughs> it's like... 
how to read one, two, three novel, which technically has chapters. Right. <laughs> I don't think any of them had seven, of, seven chapters, though. So yeah, you know, just like a nice little little moment where Fagin reads to all all, all the, the cats and dogs, and they uh, they uh, all go to sleep. Next morning, hustles on. Um, so this is where we see the gang in action, and this is where I say you could be it would be so much easier if you didn't insist on doing dog based crime yeah yeah so the plan is this uh i guess well before that streets of gold uh rita's song i believe or is it streets of gold or does she have another one no it's streets of gold is her big one okay that's okay. my, my box for this movie i like it that was pretty good yeah um, Did you guys see the cover that I posted? Gold. I found a. I was trying to find the original song on Spotify, and I found a pretty good male cover of it that sounded good. I posted the link in Disney Talk, maybe. Let's see. Oh yeah, there it is. It's a pretty good. One. I didn't listen to it's it. It's a good cover though. I would recommend uh, it. I will listen to it because yeah, this song is good. Um, I don't like it as much as the Billy Joel thing or Joel one, but that's mostly just preference. Um, so after that, we get, we learn we we get to see their plan in action, and it is as follows: Einstein will slam into the side of this car, making the driver think he has hit something. Which, yeah, Francis will play dead using his incredible acting abilities, making the driver think he has hit the dog. Very good dramatic actor. Um, T- Tito and Oliver will sneak inside to steal stuff. Um, and Rita and Dodger do something. I, guess I don't really know what they're doing during this. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Maybe they're on lookout. I guess, but Oliver is also on lookout. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I feel like Dodger's talents could be better utilized somewhere else. Yeah. Well, he also they put Tito specifically on electronics, and he starts hijacking the car. It looks like. Yeah, he hot wires the limo, which first of all you don't. He, he Winston left the keys in the car. I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure what. Why are the, you hot wiring the car? What? Wait. Why are you? Why are you even? You can't drive. There's so off. many questions cool here. Point, guys. Gee. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess they'd get that. But also, cool you know, point. the the optics of having the only Hispanic character be the one who's obsessed with hot wiring. I mean, cars. this yeah, is before they're... Disney got any semblance of being politically correct. So. <laughs> It would take a while. Remember, we still, we still got Pocahontas floating around Finland. somewhere out there. Oh, oh God. Pocahontas and this. Don't even get me started on that sequel. Ugh. Uh, oh, and both oh, versions oh, of Mulan. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, and yeah, Mulan, no, too. That, uh, that, that Pocahontas sequel. Oh, ooh, boy. So many oofs. Um, so, yeah, but, uh, basically the, the, the car they decide to target is a big fancy limo being driven by this dude named Winston. And we see just a sweet little rich girl, uh, in the backseat. I kept trying to call her Penny. I swear to God. This isn't Penny. This is Jenny. Mm -hmm. Different girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah her parents are out of town and they might not be back for her birthday and so she's pretty bummed Yay, out about this abandonment. so Winston thinks he's hit this bulldog I love this because everyone is yelling at him like how could he hit that poor dog you fucking monster it's like listen this is New York there was no way there's no way anyone would be paying attention to this shit there's, like, this is New York there's no way this is the only dog getting hit by a car today oh yeah um and this is, and meanwhile, uh, they, yeah, they, Tito's hot wiring the car for unknown reasons. Um, and Oliver, who's supposed to be on lookout, notices there's something in the back seat. Um, and so, yeah, he, uh, he gets picked up by Jenny. He's like, oh, where do you come from, little buddy? Uh, Tito somehow ends up getting electrocuted. I don't remember how. I think it's just that Winston... I think he just picked the wrong like, wire, didn't he? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, he gets electrocuted and gets shot out of the car. <laughs> um, Electrocution funny. Yep. I mean, it is. This explains a lot about both Einstein and <laughs> Tito. Right, like, how many yeah. times has Einstein been hit by cars? Fired. I'm yeah, guessing it's a few. 
Yeah, specifically, he's just been running into cars. Uh, so he's got several concussions. Oh, knowing what I do a great day. My family had a great day when I was a baby. They can take some damage, but at the same time... <laughs> Tito has just been repeatedly electrocuted. Um... But yeah, so Oliver gets just taken in by this by this kid. Um, so we we go back to the house, and and Winston the butler is like, I don't, I don't know if this is a good idea, Jenny. You know, Georgette's not gonna like this. Yeah. Um, no, nothing about what would your parents say. We should ask them. This kid is clearly not ready to own a cat, because the thing she whips up for food is insane. I have no idea what all even goes in this. I lost track. I don't think we want whipped- to know what all goes in it. I know it involves whipped cream somehow. Yeah, whipped, yeah, whipped cream. That's all I get. Cats are lactose intolerant. It involves whipped cream, and she completely destroys the kitchen to make this thing. Uh, but before we see Oliver chowing down on something that will almost assuredly just make him keel over... Um, we get our introduction to Georgette, which is uh, just a great song. This is my favorite song in the movie. It's really good. Georgette has, like, the best character animation in this movie. God, okay. She... I want her for the bedroom setup. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we, uh, we get Perfect Isn't Easy, where, where Georgette is, 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 you know, getting her day set up here and, and you know, putting her makeup on and all this and it's just like the faces she's making are so good. She's very expressive. Yeah. So condescending and she does it perfectly. Like the line where she's like the I have your heart and you have my pity. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um I, I love like a haughty rich bitch character. Those right. are some of my favorites. They're so fun. They did Bet never proud of this. Like if you're gonna have a character voiced by Bet, you gotta bring it and they brought it. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure this song is the reason I know the phrase "barking up the wrong tree." Yep, I feel like so, yeah, she's seems... effort in picking out that pink scarf, and then she just throws it away at the end of the song. Yeah. Yep. God, her pose at the end is stupid. Just yeah. although I love though that when she does it, like all like the cute chirping birdies just scatter. Like fuck no. Yeah. So yeah, she does her little song and dance. Uh, she goes out and and. Uh, <laughs> sees <laughs> Oliver and she's like what the fuck is this hold up <laughs> who eating out of brought yeah whose bowl are you eating out of so yeah she immediately plans to fucking get rid of this this little guy uh which, ha, ha, get it? she's a bitch ha, 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 ha. Ha. hey um <laughs> so Cut back to Fagin House here, um, or Fagin Boat, and <laughs> they appear to believe Oliver has been kidnapped. Which, like, I mean, kinda. Sort I mean, of, but he, he loves it. He's happy about it. Yeah. Um, so they're like, well, let's go break him out, and I'm sure hilarity will ensue like, oh, from no, this misadventure. He's not living on the streets anymore and has a home, and... Food and shelter. Yeah, yeah he's horrible. not. He's not hanging out with this like idiot, incompetent thief who like can barely go through life. Oh no! The so, horror. This is where we get Jenny's song. It's a kind of a snoozer. Hey. This is the most Disney esque song in it. I don't um, remember this song. That's how bad it was. Yeah, just like I don't think it's bad. It's just like yeah, it's just, just it's, filler song. Go here. Yeah, it's on the level of why should I worry or perfect isn't easy or anything like that that we've already heard. The animals got better. Uh, one detail, one detail I like. Uh, Winston is really into. I guess is this boxing or is it supposed to be pro wrestling? It seems either, to be a either... mix. I think it's. I think yeah. it's. Well, I mean that'd be like MMA. So. Yeah, because someone does say body slam at some point. Yeah, uh, I'll say like not, of MMA. I do not believe this is that is a legal move in boxing. Uh, so yeah, it's probably MMA. Yeah, it, it, Winston being and Fagan being MMA guys is pretty funny. Oh, here we're so oh, this is when now. Fagan squad breaks in. Oh, look at that! They're messing up this fancy house. Ha ha ha! Ho Whoa. ho! Tee-hee. Ho ho ho! 
Georgette meets them and is like, what are these filthy pores doing in my house? <laughs> um, but as soon as she hears that they're here for Oliver, she goes, ooh. Oh, hold up. <laughs> ooh, good. Um, so she's like, goes, yes, yes, please take him. He, he, he's been talking about you so much. He wants to go home so badly. Um, so they, you well, know, like once again, yeah, shenanigans happen around since like ancient times. Yeah. Sorry, I had to look. So <laughs> I don't know if it was like a televised thing in the late 80s, though. I was going to say yes, just for the sake of argument. The, in, in this universe, uh, we have talking they, dogs, uh, so. Yeah, and this in this universe, UFC was invented a couple of decades earlier. So. Yeah, they, they go through shenanigans. They break Oliver out, and he's mad about it. Um, so yeah, they're back in the Fagin gang, and they're like, he's talking like, no, 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 I wanted to stay there. Guys. There's a girl, and she loves, he loves me so much. It was such a cool place. And Dodger's like, well, fine. Why don't you just fuck off then? If you want to go and be adopted, like some kind of rich asshole. Like okay, guys, I'm five days old, and she was yeah, nice. he's baby. He's literally baby. So just as he's like dejectedly leaving because he's been rejected, Fagin stumbles in. Well, like, well, well, uh, he he acted like you didn't want him around anyway, so then he left, and now you're like, oh, yeah. Um, Fagin stumbles in. He, he, of course, does not have the money required to pay back Sykes. His drama. Um, Which has no, already been that three just, days. That's just par for the course. There's no way Fagin would be able to get this money because he's a fucking like huge idiot. Yeah, no, especially not in three days. Damn. He thought he had six days. Well, to be fair, Sykes said three sunrises, three sunsets, um, which to me felt like a line from the book because no one talks like that. Yeah, hell no. I mean, you're a mafia um, boss. You can kind of talk how you want. But yeah, Fagin returns and then he looks at Oliver's new tag, which uh, Jenny got him, which, you know, has her address and everything on it. And he gets a brilliant idea. What if you steal from rich people? I don't know how he hasn't thought of this yet. Like, hang yeah, on, right? When did, when, when did Robin Hood come out? Hang on. Well, the Robin Hood is Robin Hood has been around for a very well, long I mean, time. Okay, the movie was like the sixties. That's like the sixties. Yeah, that was pretty early. Nineteen seventy-three. Huh. Yeah, it was a well-known idea by this point. Fagin is just a huge idiot. <laughs> now, the plan is. What is the plan exactly? He is going. He is going to ransom Oliver, presuming that his new owner is like a, a rich guy, like a like a like a like a rich adult man and not a little girl. Yeah. Um which to be fair, he it's not like Oliver can tell him otherwise. He's a cat. So yeah, he uh he ransoms Oliver and he's like, I'm gonna go tell Sykes about my cool new plan to to ransom this this rare beloved cat. Of this rich guy. Now, when he goes to Sykes's office, let's call it an office. Um, when he gets buzzed in, oh, Sykes is talking about an execution over the phone. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. All right. Listen, do you all right, remember how it goes? Right. First, you put on the concrete shoes. Yeah. And you drop them in. Yeah. Somewhere in there, I heard him right. say you start with the knuckles. So I assume that's the torture part beforehand. Yeah. So he's just talking about it over the phone. Are we talking about breaking them or actually removing them at the knuckle? Yes. Ugh, either right? one. <laughs> Unpleasant. So, yeah, Sykes is like, all right, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be there. You know, Fagan tells him he'll, you know, meet meet him there. He'll give him the money right then after he ransoms this person for the the cat. <laughs> so this is where we set up our big meeting. This at some point, Jenny gets. The ex- uh, presumably barely legible uh, letter from Fagan telling her where to meet him to, to ransom the cat. She doesn't tell Winston about this. Um, she just takes Georgette with her. Like, all right. Yeah. Like, Winston, you gotta, you gotta keep a tighter leash on this kid. I don't know. Um, I know you like to watch MMA, but come on. <laughs> so, she, yeah, she wanders the streets of New York alone at night. Which I'm um, sure goes exact goes very well getting lost so fagin is just sitting there waiting he's got oliver sykes is like waiting in the shadows in his big fucked up cgi car 
And this is where Fagin realizes he's fucked up really bad. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> this little girl comes up, and at first he doesn't know who she is. Like, why are you, why are you wandering around so late at night? Uh, but then she mentions that someone stole her cat, and she bought her piggy bank yeah, to, the- to pay. And Fagin just goes, oh, that's bad. <laughs> On the way here, there is actually a really good gag of her holding up the note or the uh, map in, uh, that Fagin had left and saying, Georgette, I can't read this. And at first you think, oh, it's because she's a little girl. No, it's it's because it's written terribly. Yeah, no, he just can't. Fagin is just fucking... Uh. But yeah, so he realizes, oh, God, <laughs> I've been ransoming a 10-year-old child. Yeah. I stole her beloved cat. I'm a monster. But... Sykes, of course, uh, is smart and sees like, oh, he's ransomed this kid for her rich parents. Why? And he just so he, so while this is going, he just snatches <laughs> Georgette and Jenny drives off and tells Fagan, yeah, we're done. Your account's square. Thanks, buddy. Bye. You got you did good, kid. I guess. Thanks, bro. Um. So yeah, that's that's what happens. Thanks, Fagin, you fucking jackass. I do want to point out okay. at some point, I don't remember when we actually learned her last name, but her last name is Foxworth. Yeah, Foxworth. Which was fucking me up this entire time because it's one letter away from Foxworthy. <laughs> Heir to the you might be a redneck fortune. Right. Um So yeah, of course the Fagin are like, well, we gotta break in and, and get them out. Um, so they do that. Once again, I, I didn't take any notes on the, the fucking Metal Gear Soliding here. The shenanigans <laughs> ensue, basically. Yeah. Um, um, they, at some point, make uh, Tito get zapped again. It's his talent. Yeah, he... He loves it. He's a, he's a fucking sicko. He loves getting shocked. Well, he tries to say no. He's like, no, man, I've been cooked too many times. And it's like, how, how, how often do y'all make him do this? That Chihuahua must be incontinent by now, the amount of times he's been electrocuted. God. He's pissing himself all over the damn place. Um, yeah, so they, they break in. They uh, trap the dogs under a tarp, the the Dobermans. They go to where their Georgette and Jenny are being held. They break them out, and they uh, they all pile on to uh, Fagan. Or no, they, 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 yeah, they all pile on to Fagan's like, shitty scooter, right? Yeah, his like... Scooter slash shopping cart thing. So, uh, Sykes gets in pursuit with his big scary car. Yeah, surprise, surprise, and demon this is, car goes faster than shopping cart scooter. Yeah, this is where things get crazy. So, they're driving, you know, they're chasing the streets. Fagin cuts down to the, uh, to the fucking subway tunnel, yeah. the subway station. Sykes drives his car down the stairs and drives onto the track. It's fine, it's fine. Where um, the fucking, like, tires explode off of his car and he gets on the rails like a fucking train. What? Yeah, it's fine, it's fine, don't worry about it. At some point, Jenny ends up in... The car, I believe. Things get muddy after all because I, I, I mostly I just clearly remember what happens to DeSoto and uh, Roscoe here, which is during a struggle with uh, Oliver. They're trying to eat Oliver, of course, because he gets over there to, to try and save uh, Jenny. Uh, they <laughs> they fall off the car and get electrocuted on the third rail. Yeah, one of them we kind of see as like a ball of lightning. The other one it cuts away. So, uh, hooray! I guess. So they both they both die. That's a bad way to go. Yeah, that's a good. real bad way to go. Um, I mean, like, I guess Oliver's still to be dicks the entire movie, but damn, <laughs> they didn't even do anything that like they were just kind of assholes. They didn't do anything that bad. They were, yeah, they were mostly just warrant... missing. To warrant third rail death. I mean, they threatened to eat Oliver, um, but still, they eh, need to sure, but you, know, you can't blame them for wanting to eat a delicious morsel. Yeah, yeah, look at him. That's just what they do. All tiny and delicious. Um, yeah, so Oliver is like just scratching the shit out of... Uh, yeah, Dodger at some point also gets on there. The, the reason 
either DeSoto or Roscoe. The one in the I think it's the one in the blue collar who falls first. Yeah. Um he yeah, he was fighting Dodger and Dodger like he has him by he has a hold on Dodger's scarf and Dodger just snips it off and uh kills him. Um So yeah, I, I don't really remember how Jenny got into the evil car. She does at some point, and then Oliver gets in there. It's and fights Sykes. Yeah, um, she. I don't remember what causes it, but she at some point like flies off of the shopping cart scooter and like lands on the car, and I guess gets pulled in. Yeah, um, she flies back off of it and onto the scooter because Oliver is scratching the chair of Sykes. Bet so. Sykes yeets Oliver out of the car <laughs> just in time because uh, right after that, a train appears. That's it. Okay. I like blinked and missed what happened to Sykes. Yeah, he gets uh, hit by a train and we just see a huge ball of fire. This is also brutal. <laughs> sure. Absolutely brutal. Yeah, he's dead. Um, <laughs> thankfully, brutal, he, he, yeah, thankfully, he shot, put it Oliver out of the car before that. <laughs> so. They go, you know, they find him. He he isn't moving at first, Oliver, but uh, he wakes up and and everything. It's a happy ending. It's Jenny's birthday. They're all at the Foxworth Manor. Yeah. Fagan and uh, Winston are watching MMA. Uh, Fagan <laughs> loses a bet and uh, runs without paying, which is pretty funny. Listen, at least he knows not to go into debt anymore. Like he's smart enough to know not to not to uh, take bets he can't pay for. Yeah, I, I do think Winston said it was just like a ten spot. So, eh. and also I didn't remark on it because I don't like it. But uh, Tito and Georgette have had a thing this whole yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's the thing in know like his full name. Yeah, that is how we know his full name. She is calling him Alonzo. Um, yeah, his. I I put on the which subtitles, is, which is some it, but... part of his full name. <laughs> it's it's in there somewhere. There's like six names in there. Uh, um, I didn't catch what he said earlier when he gave her his full name, but she when she shouts his full name, it's Alonzo Frederico Tito. Yeah, okay, I feel like there's, there's like there's a couple of names missing there. Hang on, I got, I got you. Oh, here we go. No, it's a, his full name is Ignacio Alonzo Julio Frederico de Tito. Yep, there you sure. Go. So even George had only caught like half of it. I mean, that's all. It's yeah. on the official Disney wiki and on regular <laughs> Wikipedia. Ha! <laughs> nice. So yeah, he uh, yeah, they, he gets the girl, but he runs off because she wants to give him a bath. Uh. So yeah, Oliver gets to stay there, but you know he'll visit, I guess. Eh. Uh, and everyone, all, all the rest of the Fang gang walks off. There's there's an Oliver and Company too. End. So I don't know, something happens. Are you fucking what? kidding me? Wait, there's no way there's... I'm pretty sure. Okay, so just also random, when I was looking up Tito's full name, you know how Google does, you know, the what other people have been asking? Yeah. One of the, one of the questions was, is Oliver and Company problematic? Ah! Uh, <laughs> the summary I is... I mean, yes. yeah. The, yeah. the summary is, Oliver and Company is sort of a violent, racist mess, but even at its worst, it's better than most animated films. I mean, it's an array of floppy storylines, subpar animation, and car theft jokes. I will say, uh, the, the car theft ones, I would not say it's better than most animated films. This is a pretty middling movie, right. all in all. Um, I take umbrage of that. Also, there is no Oliver and Company, too. Oh, what are you I talking mean, about? that right there is a point in its favor. Okay, no, yeah, what I saw was, I, I didn't actually enlarge the picture. What I saw was a DeviantArt edit that someone did. Okay. Yeah, did you perhaps see it on the Ideas Wiki? <laughs> a wiki where people just post bullshit they make up. No. God, why y'all doing this to me, thinking it's real? This would be one of those things where it was wrapped up in a way that Disney could not make a sequel to this unless it was like one of those in-name-only sequels. I yeah. guess. Which I would not put uh, that to them, but I don't think they're going to come back to this one. Dodger does gross. say that Oliver is like the vice president of the Uptown chapter of, I guess, Fagan Gang now, so that's cool. And you know they wouldn't have Billy Joel back again. Oh, hell no. Oh, no hell no. no. It would be, it'd be an entirely new voice cast. <laughs> they'll get Ed Sheeran. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ah, no! No! 
I don't want them to, to record a brand new Ed Sheeran song. Don't put that evil on the world. <laughs> he makes enough songs as it is. Uh, uh, yeah, that's Oliver and Company. There is no Oliver and Company too. It made around 121 million. Its budget was 31 million. So not a not a runaway success, but it did well enough. I mean, God. again, considering it went up against All Dogs Go to Heaven and Land Before Time, both of which did get long running sequels. Except we don't talk yeah, about the Land Before um, Time sequels because they're stupid. There are so I many. Mean, also, the, this was also very similar to. Uh, to the Great Mouse Detective, in that it was a it was a much cheaper production than the usual Disney movie. Yeah. Um, they were they were turned to their lavish budgets with uh, the Little Mermaid, their big comeback. The Disney Renaissance. Year. Yep. Uh, so we got uh, some questions, I assume. Yes. Uh, let me get back over to that. I know we got them in Discord. I don't know about Twitter. There weren't any on, on Twitter. Twitter. So let's see, Discord. We'll start off with Sidemon. Uh, yes. uh, are you as sick of the quote-unquote noble homeless trope as I am? How about yes. pure innocent rich creep? Also, yes. Yes and yes. Yep. Right up there with the noble savage. Yeah, noble hobo. Oh. Very one of one of the things David Cage loves to put in his game is a noble hobo. Uh. Um, another thing he loves: magical black man. That's another trope that sticks around yep. somehow. Um, yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, I don't really see Fagin as a no, as like a noble homeless man because he's just—I don't know—he just seems like he sucks shit. Yeah, that's actually kind of. I don't true, care. I, that, I think he's supposed to be that because he's not like evil. Well, right, he's not deliberately evil. He just got himself yeah. into shit situations, and now he's got to do shit to get out of it. Yeah. You shouldn't own that many dogs. That's too many dogs. <laughs> I don't care that they're talented thieves. Well, <laughs> talented being a uh, loose term there. One of them is a talented okay. thief. <laughs> I'm still unclear on what Rita actually does. <laughs> so. Oh, you. Oh, come on. Now, you know what Rita does. No, I don't. What does she do? Steven, are we about to be mad okay. at you? <laughs> I'm just saying they keep her around for when she's in heat, probably. Steven! No! Oh! Go sit in the corner and think about what you did. Take a timeout as I take this next question from Deep Sea. What is our favorite Billy Joel song slash album? I've never actually listened to a whole Billy Joel album. Right. Uh, I know this song and I know Piano as, Man and that's about it. As, yeah, as far I know. As songs go. I got like. I mean. I got like Piano Man in my life. Uh, my life is good. Um, I mean, there's Uptown Girl. No, wait, no, that's isn't that, that's not Lionel Richie. I think that's. that's I don't know who that is. I like we didn't start the fire. Oh yeah, we didn't. It start is that? just listing things off of a Wikipedia article, the song. I mean, but it is catchy. Yeah. I had I had a history teacher jokingly play that for us as a review once. God. Like that must have been the easiest song to write in the world. He was just he just like what happened? What wrote were... shit down. Yeah. Uh, the Down Easter Alexa uh, is good. Yeah, I've never. Maybe I should listen to a Billy Joel album. Maybe it's time to get into Billy Joel. This <laughs> <laughs> 2022 is going to be the year I get get way into Billy We're Joel. We're going to hold you to that, Nero. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, First episode we record when I'm back in town is so. What'd you listen to? I listened to the entire Billy Joel discography. I forgot I had scenes from an Italian restaurant on my phone. No, oh. that's more than what I got. Um, I got like yeah, so five of his songs. Casey Culliver and Company. <laughs> uh, first, ask Between why you should, and I, worry? Mr. Why should I care? Well, why should you worry? Why should you, you shouldn't? Care? You don't have to. You, you got street lo- You got street savoir faire. Don't. <laughs> um, the actual question is, what roles do you play in the D Street Animal Gang AU? Uh. I'm the one who runs into the cars. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not honestly, I'm a... I want to say I'm Rita because I'm the only chick in the cast, and I like to think I'm the sane person, but no, I'm entirely food-driven and would definitely step out in front of a moving car. I want, I'm not exactly a good actor, necessarily, but I'll ham it up to, to pretend to be Art. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be Dodger because he doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Unclear. So what you're saying is you exploit other people to do what you want. 
Ah! Exactly. Oh, crap. Dodger exploits the other's labor. Right? Well, just how the Artful Dodger is in the book. I mean... Not really in the movie. I don't really know. <laughs> he doesn't do anything in the movie. Fair for tourists, Nero. Uh, um... Oh, I forgot about still rock and roll to me. Yeah, so Deep Sea, last question here. Do you ever consider how Billy Joel wrote songs about how people chasing the past are bad to be around? All you want to do is dance. How the more things change, the more they stay the same. Still rock and roll to me. And now change isn't bad, keeping the faith. But now his career is mostly consistent of playing crowd pleaser. The guy seems to be happy performing and touring, but it's still odd to think about. Yep. He's old. Let him play the hits to his, like, crowd of, of fucking day-drunk boomers. He's built himself <laughs> enough of a career that he can. He can get away with that. Yeah, like, he wrote so many goddamn songs. He doesn't need to write new songs. Yeah, let's see. Hang on. How many, just... how many Billy Joel songs are there? There are a lot. I think he wrote a lot of albums. Um... Like I'm not gonna begrudge the guy coasting on the later on the later half of his career. Oh, he's got. I found 121, so somewhere uh, in that range. I know across the That's 20 years of his career, he produced 33 top 40 hits. Yeah, he was a, he was a big star. Like course, also, I think I think man. it's great to, to to have such a deep reading of all those Billy Joel songs. I never really thought that much about it's still rock and roll to me. Oh, it shit. is a good song, he though. Damn. It is a good, Billy Joel has song. sold more albums than Elton John. Wow. Really? That is impressive. Elton John has sold 77 million albums in his career, making him the eighth best-selling artist of all time, right behind Michael Jackson. Billy Joel has sold 82.5 million, putting him just ahead of Michael Jackson. Huh. Wow. The more we'll you know. Is Billy Joel Elton John, why must, why must we pit two kings against one another? Two piano playing kings. Um, that'll be it for questions. The piano though. man, you could say. Uh, the piano man. So, plug zone. Um, you can find me at Dragon Smoocher, of course. Uh, you can also find me talking on other podcasts, such as uh, Prime Cuts uh, with with Audrey talking about Transformers. Yeah. Non-linearly, uh, that is at Prime Cuts Pod. You can also find my past work on uh, Podcast of Power, talking about Shira 2018. Good ass show. That is at Podcast of Power, uh, and that's with my friend Jane. Also with my friend Jane, the sequ- uh, our next project is Radio Free Heidelin, a comprehensive companion podcast to Final Fantasy XIV Online. That will be starting up soon with the release of Endwalker. Uh, we'll be going through the whole thing, talking about it, getting deep dive, getting analytical. That's at Heidelin Radio on Twitter. Do we have a start date on that, by the way, Nero? Because I play Final Fantasy fourteen, so I'm really interested. Uh, we're I think we're going to record the first prelude episode this week. So cool. the the proper start will probably be sometime in January. Okay, right. I'll plug you on my uh, Final Fantasy Discord group. If that's okay with you. Because we uh we gotta we gotta finish Endwalker before we start. This is true. Which comes out in seventeen that's uh, sixteen days now. And I've got PlayStation gift card credits. Woo! <laughs> nice. Okay, uh I am on Twitter at Morsemello. It's spelled like Marshmallow but with my name in it. I sometimes remember to post dad jokes at dad underscore tastic. He never And does. I have recently eh, when I don't fall asleep on the couch. And I have recently started has. guessing on uh, Resonant Beats, a uh, an interstitial hearts intertwined podcast, you can find them at Resi Beat Pod. I'm playing I, I'm playing Akira Fudo from uh, Devilman Crybaby. Nice. And then you can find me on Twitter as well at Z minus eighty seven, where I just kind of ramble, honestly, and occasionally live tweet horror <laughs> movies. Uh, next one up will be Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Uh, you can also find me on the off weeks for Disney Minus, where Steven is dragging me through the entire Kingdom Hearts series, and we're still working our way through number two. Yeah, next time we're going to be talking about Atlantica, because that's always fun to do. And at some point, we're apparently going to have pirates involved, and I'm going to get mad, but Steven won't tell me why. Oh, no, I was ta- I was joking about you getting mad about Atlantica. I'm probably going to get mad about that, too, but he's- they still won't tell me why. Because it's there. All because right. it happens. Alright. Oh. Yep. So Steven, you're not gonna be here for the next oh, well, episode. Well we got the uh the number generator. 
Hey, no, we don't. It's my turn. Yeah, I was about to say, hang on. You're right. I'm so sorry, Nero. You're right. Same. And what I was going to choose something we... else. I was going to choose something else. But then I remembered, you're not going to be here. So I'm not going to choose the bad one, because I want to subject you to my bad <laughs> choice. Okay. I mean, to be fair, I'm going to be too, so... Instead, I am going to choose. Now, I don't think this was originally a Disney movie, but I'm not sure, but it is on Disney+. Plus. It's the holiday season. Oh, God. We're going to be watching Jingle All the Way. Oh, oh hell yeah. Oh, I forgot I'm to Jingle All the Way. Turbo Man. I need the Turbo Man. Get ready for an episode full of that, What folks. is that? 1996. Um, okay. I'm watching that at my grandma's house. Sinbad is taking the Turbo Man from me. <laughs> I'm going to fight him in the Toys R Us. <laughs> Steven, are you okay over there? Yes. Eh. You're going to miss out on all my great Arnold impressions next oh, week. Or in a couple weeks from <laughs> now. No, wait. Next, uh, wait. No. Okay, yeah. Two weeks from now, I will be here. Oh. All right. Oh, God. They made a sequel? Yeah. Yeah, with Larry the fucking cable yeah. guy. The as I often oh, say, the Arnold Schwarzenegger of our time. <laughs> okay. Larry the cable guy. The, the Arnold Schwarzenegger of our time. Oh God. So, yeah, no. you know Larry the cable no. guy. There's they're very similar no. actors when you think about it. They both have a funny accent. <laughs> Nero. And that's it. That's all you need. So yeah, next time we'll be watching Jingle All the Way. Awesome. Uh, good, good, the Turbo Man. Um, until then, uh, fuck Disney. Nero. Guys, I'm not going to stop. The whole episode is going to be that. <laughs> Steven, you're, ma- you're leaving me with this guy. You're leaving me with this shit. Hey, hey, y'all didn't have to record. I told them that. Okay, so I was going to be merciful for my week, but I'm not here. But no, that's out the window now. <laughs> I know what the fuck I'm making you guys watch. It's okay, Nero. Keep some body. ice. <laughs> Keep it cool. Disney oh minus. <laughs> oh, okay, fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. I'm getting sushi. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>